Welcome to Sorbet City News. I'm lead anchor Jerry Garcia. Breaking news. Dilly Dunker's renowned ice cream maker and leader of one of the most globally recognized brands has announced his retirement. With the nearing of his company's 50th anniversary comes an even bigger announcement. He's planning a final farewell and passing the company on to one lucky kid. Who will that kid be? Well, that's the news story we will be adamantly following in this coming day. In a seemingly revolutionary PR move, the Ice Cream Satisfactory has packaged five silver coins into randomly chosen Dilly Dunker's frozen treats distributed throughout stores and restaurants in Sorbet City. Any child or teen who finds a silver coin is admitted not only a once-in-a-lifetime tour of the Dilly Dunker's factory, but also has a chance at being the lucky recipient of the entire corporation all assets, and set in a place of leadership to manage all future endeavors of the ice cream empire. Who will the lucky five be, and which one will quickly become the richest kid in the world overnight? Well, that remains to be seen, but when it is revealed, you know you'll hear it here at SCN. I'm Jerry Garcia, now on to the weather. Welcome back to... uh Dilly Dunkers Ice Cream Satisfactory, a kids on bike one shot uh, created by myself, Skylar Gorsett, and it is inspired by Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, whatever the case, I'm here with Cameron, Ben, and Bart, each playing a child that has received, well, actually I should probably just kind of go into the kind of premise of this. I'll, ju I'll just do that from a narrative perspective. All mm -hmm. right, so the year is 20, uh, let's say 2024, sure. Because we're almost to the end of this year anyways. It's 2023 currently. Anything could happen then. That's right. Yeah, um, we're gonna predict the future, guys. <laughs> yeah. um, this is in a slightly altered universe. It's pretty much a mirror of our own. Just the difference is, is that you guys all live in the city together. Uh, the city's name is, Sorbet City in the state of New Gelato. Yes, it's going to be a lot of ice oh, cream geez. references and puns. I'm just putting that out there. Buckle now. up. Wait, Folks. hold on. Does New Gelato imply that there's an old gelato? Not necessarily. I mean, like. Or is old gelato just Italy? It's very possibly just Little Italy became its own <laughs> full state. <laughs> Why do I have to play in a role playing game about? ice cream treats in the middle of my diet. Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. That's gonna not help <laughs> la, 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 la. Let's just point you towards the sugar-free stuff, you know? Block it all out, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in the sprawling capital of Sorbet City, New Gelato, is the headquarters of one of the most well-known frozen treat producers in the world, Dilly Dunkers Ice Cream Satisfactory. Well known for their wide variety of frozen treats and flavors, they have swept the world by storm over the five decades that they've existed. I'm glad I wrote that down because I'm gonna have to reference that later. But with the company's 50th anniversary coming up, has come with it a major announcement that has shaken the world as it's much as its milkquakes have. The retirement of Dilly Dunker. Once a spry young dairyman with dreams to make the world's most creative frozen designs and delights, now a fragile image of his former self slowly fading away on the frozen throne he seeks to pass on to his successor. Hopefully an equally imaginative youth who can spark a whole new liveliness to his brand. 
All right, so to help in the search of uh, for the perfect individual to take over his frosty factory, he slipped a silver coin featuring an immaculate ice cream sundae on it. He slipped it into uh, the packages of a variety of his frozen treats. Uh, only five were handed out, and he sent those off to uh, find their place in a child or teenager's uh, ice cream treat that they purchased from the store. This would award the finder with a tour of the Dilly Dunker's satisfactory, um, something no one but required government officials has ever gotten to see before. At the end of this tour, Dilly Dunkers would choose his predecessor who would take over the operations of the factory, the branding of Dilly Dunkers products, and of course, all the wealth and money and fame that comes with it. The winner would get to shape the future of the company and be the leading figure in frozen treats around the world. Each one of you uh, on some day, describe to me the moment when you opened up that ice cream treat, what it was, which I assume is probably your favorite ice cream treat and uh finding that silver coin cameron do you want to kick us off <clears throat> yeah so uh in my parents cracker barrel yeah uh they have an ice cream freezer oh in the gift shop so people can get a little dessert on the way out you know nice. and every day uh if he met his quota is what he called it he would give himself a ice cream treat sure as a reward no his parents were giving it weren't giving it to him he they, just they, took they one. already said you could have one every oh, day oh, if you okay. wanted one but he as a like there's like a hard-working f ethic ethic yeah. he would be like if i met my quota i can give myself that ice cream treat and nice. so that day he earned that butterscotch blast off and he opened it up and he found a coin in it and he was like ah oh, this thing's ruined so he had to open a second one up <laughs> uh because the first one's contaminated as all good cracker barrel employees mm. would know money okay. cannot be mixed with food no. uh, so he had the second one then he realized that coin was actually that prize that people had been talking about yeah so. how exciting awesome fantastic and so you're on your way to the ice cream satisfactory uh they're having a big obviously press release but we'll get to that here mm -hmm. ben playing kieran what were you, what was the day like for you when you opened that ice cream treat and found that coin inside? Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually at night when it was nearing the end of the day. Uh, folk, my parents were still working late. So having to take care of my little sister, we were just got done with dinner and I went in the freezer, cracked open one of those small pints of uh, Kit Kat cookie dough. Heck yeah. Um, and slipped in under the cover right when you pop it out. Uh, fell the coin to the floor nice um and didn't know what it was at first picked it up and kept examining it but sister only cared about the ice cream ran up jumped grabbed the pie and ran away like a little <laughs> gremlin like <laughs> <laughs> um left you with just this silver coin only after examining it did i realize oh this is the this is the prize they're talking about awesome fantastic all right fantastic and then bart bart what was um, Philip Dipple doing the day that he found his silver coin in his ice cream treat? Well, I, ironically, I didn't even know Dilly Dunkers existed until I found that coin. Oh, yeah. Gra grandma's always hid the packaging from me. <laughs> the, the popsicles are just in plain white wrappers in the freezer. Like She's like, you can have as many as you want and give as many to your friends as you want. But we, we live on a dead-end road and an acreage on the outside of New Gelato. I don't have any friends. So 
eventually I was going to be the only one to find it. I guess I'm lucky, but now I know about Dilly Dunkers and I can't wait to go see the factory. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to jump ahead to that very day when you guys all get to finally go and see the factory. It's a big, huge PR event. You've got hundreds of people kind of standing outside the gates. You guys were all allowed entrance. Uh, people in the in the back, you know, this massive crowd, you know, you've got tons of photographers and paparazzi and members from the news. Um, every news station in the area and probably some from the, the bordering towns. And they are all there excited to finally get to see even just a splinter of um, the operations of Dilly Dunkers. They don't get to join you in this, but at least they get to kind of see from a distance some of the, mm -hmm. you know, exterior workings, see Dilly Dunkers himself, all of that good stuff. But you guys, you guys are all standing there uh, awaiting entrance. Um, standing next to you is two other individuals, a little girl, uh, not a little girl. I mean, she's like probably also a fresh teenager as well. Um, she's wearing all pink clothing. She has a tutu on and uh, she is, she's got her hair all like combed down, uh, blonde, bright blonde hair, maybe some like obscure various bright colors kind of mixed in with that bright colored hair. Um, and she is currently snacking on a, also a sugar-free ice cream pop, uh, much like Julian's, or not Julian, sorry, Philip. Philip's uh, favorite treats. And you guys actually recognize her because she's somewhat of a, a local celebrity in the area. She is Donna Devine, and she is the daughter of the well-known Daphne Devine, who is a very popular actress. Um, obviously, you can kind of get a sense that Daphne has passed on her dramatic tendencies to her daughter, Donna, because Donna seems very, uh, at the moment, she kind of looks a little over it. You know, she's looking around like, can we get this started already? Um, that kind of type mm -hmm. of person. And then standing off to the side, you see a um, kind of a chubby little guy um, by the name of, uh, you've heard of him before. His name is Hogan, Hogan Dose, I guess, would be an actual more name. Is he German by chance? He seems like he might be, um, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> um, he, uh, he, like I said, he's a little chubby guy. He's got, you know, big chubby cheeks. Um, he's currently eating his way through a, uh, oh, I've got like a whole list of ice cream bars. So I get to like bust those I swear out, which if it's is a Haagen-Dazs flavor, I'm going to lose it. It's not. It's actually uh, one of the most famous ice cream treats, one of the first ice cream treats ever created by Dilly Dunker's Ice Cream Factory. And that is called a duck fudger. It is a fudge sickle in the shape of a duck. Mm, That's okay. pretty much the extent of it. But it was kind of something about the duck shape really kind of blew it out of the water and everybody loves them. Mm -hmm. So he's sitting there munching on a duck fudger. Um, all of you are excited to go inside. And sure enough, uh, music starts to play as the doors begin to open and out steps a very tall and lanky man. He wears a sort of brown uh, suit coat underneath. He's got a vest. Uh, his pants also kind of a, a deep brown color, not necessarily dark, but just a very like brown, you know, mm -hmm. traditional brown. His shoes also brown, but what really stands out is his hair. Um, he's a very tall, uh, sort of scrawny man, scrawny arms, scrawny legs. His face even is very like narrow and thin, but his hair is in a very uh, intense like Afro shape. And it's broken into like three different colors. One side is like a chocolate brown. The middle is sort of a, pink strawberry color and then on the far left side his his afro becomes a sort of uh maybe lightly yellowed white um not eggshell obviously oh, so we got the Neo neapolitan man here. exactly exactly and he wears a top hat as well 
and he carries a cane that at the top end of it where you kind of hold on is an ice cream cone. Um, not a real ice cream cone, it just looks like an ice cream cone. And he comes walking out, you know, he's a middle-aged man for sure, um, stepping out onto down a red carpet as the music plays. Everybody's clapping, cheering, excited to finally see the Dilly Dunkers. And as he approaches, uh, the music, uh, he starts to kind of like speak, but you can't hear him over the music. And he kind of looks over and he's like, turn it down. Um, and the music kind of cuts off in a really awkward way. And he says, he turns to the rest of you and he says, hello, I recommend that you take a step back. <clears throat> and everybody kind of like, it seems a little awkward. Like this is the first thing this guy says after st stepping out of his ice cream satisfactory. Like this is one of the first times we see him, but whatever. Eventually everybody takes a step back and you can see being raised up in the, uh, on the top kind of spire of the ice cream satisfactory is a giant catapult. And for the kind of arm and throwing section of the catapult, it's a giant ice cream scoop, of course. And inside of the scoop part, you see a whole, you can, you guys can kind of just make it out, but it looks like a whole bunch of little packaged frozen treats. And as everybody takes one big step back, he says, fire. And uh, there's a little dude you can kind of just see, he's wearing like a, he's a very short, small man. Uh, he's wearing like a hazmat suit and he sort of just pulls a lever and the arm of the catapult fires and throws just a whole bunch of various ice cream treats into the audience who gets semi-pelted with them. Uh, yeah, that's point. that they're frozen. That That's going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. And you definitely get that impression as people start going, oh, oh gosh, oh, geez. Um, they don't hit you guys. Uh, he actually kind of approaches and he takes off his hat and inside are a whole bunch of packaged frozen treats. Um, he's kind of standing there awkwardly as you guys are probably looking behind you, I assume, uh, at the people getting pelted with ice cream and kind of screaming and shouts of uh, upsetness. And he says, mm, probably should have thought that one through a little bit more. Oh, well. Uh, and he says, hey, here's one for you guys in a much nicer fashion. And he hands out or he holds out his hat. And inside you find a bunch of frozen treats, one for each of you. And ironically, you find it is your three favorite frozen treats. Well, five, I guess, if you include the other two. I'm just going to hesitantly just looking at him after seeing all that. Yeah, yeah. Pull <laughs> my flavor out. Sure. Like, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. Um, not sure if the rest of you guys are taking it. I mean, totally uh, to yeah, I'll eat it. I'm okay, always Julian. in the mood. All right. right. Julian's going to reach into his pocket and he's going to pull something out. And then as he reaches to grab the treat out of the hat, he goes, oh, this one's for you. And then he holds out a voucher for a Dilly Dunker, <laughs> <laughs> a Cracker Barrel. He says, trade. And he grabs the ice cream bar out of it and he hands the voucher to Dilly Dunker. Uh, Dilly Dunker just kind of like holds out his hat. Like put it, oh, just yeah, put he it tosses in. it. He just in, yeah. All right. Never really had a trade before, but sounds good to me. All right. Puts the hat back on. He says, well, I'm not much for idle chatter. Let's get this thing started. <laughs> and just starts like walking back towards the door. I guess we're following. Yeah, we're following. Yeah. 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 The other two, uh, they also look kind of uh, awkward. Uh, Donna, she goes, is that seriously? That's it? Uh, uh, fine. And she kind of runs after as well. Um, you guys all step into the sort of lobby area of the Satisfactory and the giant doors close behind you. Um, there's nobody in here at the uh, reception area. Uh, it seems almost eerily quiet and empty. And he says, all right, I'm not much first uh, introductions, but I'm told it is polite and good to do them. So we'll start things off. Uh, who are you exactly? Oh, uh, 
My name's Julian Pardner. Oh, all right. Fantastic. That's all I really need to know. Check that off the list, and he pulls out like a little like checklist, and he checks your name off the list. All right, and what about you? Uh, name's Karen O'Mulligan. Karen O'Mulligan. All right, check that one off the list. Fantastic. What about you? Hi, I'm Philip Dipple. Philip Dipple. Fantastic. I'm going to check that one off the list. All right, and then the other two of you. Um, my name's Donna. I'm the daughter of Daphne. Uh, I didn't ask. I'm just going to check you off the list. <laughs> and then uh, finally the other little boy goes, the name's Hogan. Hogan Dos. All right, good. Fantastic. Short of words. Wonderful. All right, follow me. And he just starts to lead you guys off again. Oh, I guess if you have any questions, you can feel free to ask me, but um, let's just get this thing started. It's probably the better way to do this. Oh, by the way, uh, as we're doing this tour, if you wouldn't mind, uh, try to come up with like a, a, a what ice cream that you would invent. Uh, there's sort of a test at the end. Uh, it's written. Actually, it's presentation. We'll go with presentation. And uh, as he kind of walks down there, uh, Don obviously leans over to one of you guys and goes, I didn't know that there was going to be like homework. This seems unfair. What is this? Cool. Um, he leads you guys into uh, a very large and sprawling gift shop. And he says, I want to welcome each and every one of you to one of the most useless pieces of my entire satisfactory. As you can tell, nobody's ever used this spot before because we don't allow guests in here at the satisfactory. But enjoy the fact that you guys get to be the first people to step inside and purchase whatever you want. With that being said, I will allow you to take one thing that you want from this gift shop for free. And you guys kind of look around and you see all kinds of just the classic things that you would see in a, a typical gift shop. There's mm. greeting cards and shot glasses and mugs and magnets and just about everything else. And napkin rings? There are napkin rings. Oh, nice. I, then that's what I'm choosing. <laughs> you got it for <laughs> So I'm going to glove up. Oh, look, okay. Look for some that don't have defects. Or any marring or anything. Okay, mm. fantastic. So one of uh, one of Philip's items that he has is a pair of very nice white pristine gloves, and you put those on and you approach these napkin rings. Um, Dilly Dunker kind of walks up behind you and he says, "Yeah, they're originally for napkins, but I found they work phenomenally as cone holders." Um, mm. As you kind of inspect them, you notice they're they're all in pristine condition. The only thing is, is they're a little bit dusty because, you know, this gift shop's been completely unused for you, who knows how many years they've had it, quote unquote, open. Um, so that's really the only issue with any of them. But they're otherwise, you know, no defects, no marks, no scratches, nothing else. Can I just have one or can I have two? Well, I guess nobody's going to buy them, so I guess you can have two if you really want. Because I can store two, one in each glove in my backpack, so they'll be safe. All right, fine. Yeah, have at it. All right, what about the rest of you? If you guys have any questions about anything else that might be in here, feel free to ask. Uh, any ice cream themed checkerboards? Um, yeah, there's one of those. Um, it's the classic staple at a uh, Cracker Barrel, which is the little peg checkers. Uh -huh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, except instead of like just regular pegs, of course, they're ice cream cones. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, done. Done just deal. Set. All I right, grab fantastic. that. Fantastic. Sounds good. Um, awesome. You take one of those. Jumping over to uh, Kieran. Um, he's going to actually, as the other four are walking around, uh, Mr. Dunker, sir. Yeah. Um, I'm not really one to just grab a lot of souvenirs, but uh, there was one thing I was hoping to maybe get a picture with your dog, Fido. He's the... And he's going to pull out the 
carton that he just handed out. Like, uh, he's the face of Kit Kat cookie dough. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, Kit Kat, Patty Whack, give a dog some dough. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that's a little slogan that's on the... Yeah. Um, it's my little fit sister's favorite flavor, and she just loves the look of your dog. I was wondering if I could get a picture with him, if he's even here at the factory. Um, yes. That'll actually be later in the tour. We'll okay. go to the animal, uh, let's call it the bestiary, is kind of what I've termed it, uh, which seems like an odd thing to have in a ice cream factory but i assure you there's good reason for it um yeah we can absolutely get that later what what would you like in the meantime uh what's around the exactly it's it's actually been years personally since i've been in even a gift shop yeah yeah no no that's fair um okay so like i said there's a lot of like the generic stuff you've got your mugs and your uh water bottles they even have like umbrellas scented candles gloves socks scarves ties He's, he's just gonna look for a sweatshirt then Okay. Yeah, absolutely. One yeah. for his size. Just... Yeah, it's a little Dilly Dunkers one. It's got, you know, Dilly Dunker on it, mm-hmm. and he's, like, raising his staff. There's probably one for, like, each of the uh, – some of the ice is there cream a, Is there a more vintage-looking one that has – Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not his face exactly, but, like, a <laughs> – Sure. It's, like, Dilly Dunker's ice cream factory. Has <laughs> yeah, with, like, factory. a retro font yeah, on it or yeah, something. Yeah, depending, yeah, on a, depending on how old this gift shop is, they might all be vintage. They <laughs> might all be vintage. Well, yeah. actually, so interestingly enough, um, you grab yours out of a clearance section, which is even doubly ironic because it's like no one in here shops. So like whenever they just swap out old stuff, they just shove it in a clearance section. It's a massive clearance section. The, the clearance section. The entire much gift shop is the, the clearance shop. section. Yeah, exactly. It, it has to be vintage. They have napkin rings. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's Everything true. does have to be. Also, you said 50th anniversary of Dilly Dunker. Right. Dilly Dunker isn't middle-aged then, is he? Uh, Yeah, I guess he would be a little bit later than that. That's true. He's probably in his 60s. Yeah, because I'm like, wow, do people really just live that long? That's awesome. That's the power of ice cream. The power of ice cream is the power of the fact that, like, you know, he started his business 50 years ago, so it was like a shoe-in to succeed. You know, you can start a business young back in the day. It was pretty easy, but whatever the case, he says. That's awesome. All right, fantastic. Thank you all. Uh, Oh, actually, let me me get to uh, what the other two take. Uh, So Hogan Dose, uh, he grabs a Dilly Dunker action figure. And he says, cool. That's about it. Um, Donna, on the other hand, she's going through anything that you can wear. She's trying to pick. And she's going through... You know, the the hoodies and the jacket, all the new ones, though. She doesn't go over to the clearance section, of course. She's looking at the uh, keychains, trying to find something that would work. She's got, like, a backpack with, like, a whole bunch of, like, various little charms and stickers and all kinds of other stuff on there. And finally, she does settle on a little keychain of a, uh, it looks like a, almost like a little crocodile. But its body is, like, the shape of a little uh, taco shell. And you realize it's a Choco Croco. Choco Croco. There we go. A Choco Croco. And he says, ah, that's ironic. Um, That's all he says. Very very (laughs) mysterious and strange. But anyways, uh, he says, all right, on we go. And as he leads you guys on, you guys come across, uh, there's sort of like a, a loud noise in the background as you guys move over towards the next room. And he says, all right, we're about to go into what I call the mint. It's where we print our mint. As you guys know, we're pretty famous for our mint-flavored ice creams. This is where it comes from. I do ask, please do not touch the mint. It is not for consumption. Anyways, let's go in. Um, So he steps inside, and sure enough, inside there is a massive series of different... 
what's the word I'm looking for? Conveyor belts and machines. And as you guys watch, you guys see these mint leaves, um, like a whole plant almost. And it kind of goes into one machine, comes out the other where all the leaves are kind of like nicely set out on the, the conveyor belt, goes over to another section. They get kind of pressed and squeezed into a dry, drier material, um, continue on from there or, and squeeze the juices out of it move on from there you know there's like two separate ones now so you got the thing that's processing the the mint extract and then you've got the rest of the plant that's being processed as well um and he says so i was trying to i love mint ice cream and so i was trying to find the absolute most delicious mint plant on the planet and eventually i was able to find one way out in the forests of well, i'm not gonna say um, it's kind of a, a very big secret, but whatever the case, it only grows every hundred years. So instead of waiting for more to grow, I came up with my own cloning process and printers that can make copies of it. So that's what you're seeing going on here. You can see the plants are being cloned over here. Then they go through a process where I can print out the leaves afterwards. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's copyrighted. Please, again, these are very valuable mint leaves. Do not take them. Moving on. And he starts to lead you guys to the next room. Is there anything you guys would want to do in here? Uh, it reminds me of my mint gum I have in my backpack. Okay. So uh, I get this craving for mint. Okay. I just pop out a mint piece of gum and slap it in my mouth. All right. And I uh, I offer it to anyone else as we're walking. I say, hey, anyone want uh, mint, mint gum? And Hogan says, Okay. Okay, and so when I go to hand him one, I also hand him a voucher as well at the <laughs> okay. same time. It sounds good. I, I, what's cloning? I've never heard of that. Oh, that's a, that's that's a little bit of a, isn't it like a sci-fi thing? Wait, it's it's like copying someone's homework. So it's like that episode when there were two Gilligans on the island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that. Okay. <laughs> what's a What's a Gilligan? <laughs> What's cloning? What's a Gilligan? Man, the way we got here, right? It's one of the most noble and heroic characters of modern television. What television are you watching? Uh, my mom wasn't in it, so I have no... I doubt it. Okay, honey boo-boo. <laughs> Excuse me? He's just going to glare at her. Uh, yeah, roll me a... Um, let's do... Braun? Braun? Okay. Yeah. Um, first roll. Let's go. There we go. Yeah, we're getting some rolls in. That would be a four. A four. Okay. She seen, She just kind of rolls her eyes at you and walks away. She doesn't seem particularly intimidated. Um, but you do get one of these. These are adversity, um, tokens. adversity tokens. Yeah. So whenever you guys fail at doing something that you have to roll for, uh, you will get an adversity token. These tokens can be used to give you a plus one on a future roll. They can also be used to help one of your other teammates out if you choose to have them as teammates, I guess you could say. Um, but whatever the case, uh, it's kind of a nice little mechanic to know about going forward but anyways back to the mint you guys are kind of starting to walk towards the door any last second things or are we moving on to the next room i i am only out of game i'm a little concerned that neither of us breaks anything being clumsy walking through this mint forest oh yeah That's yeah there's two point. of us are you both clumsy <laughs> oh, yes. oh no oh, okay um, we're let's gonna have... trip on each other <laughs> <laughs> um let's have you guys roll oh uh, already do... yeah, okay i was gonna say since you brought it up let's have you guys roll charm um, to see if you're able to kind of push through your clumsiness. Well, a two. Two. Four, fourteen. You got a fourteen. Um, Philip, you easily uh, walk out of there uh, admiring the interesting brand new technologies that you have 
um, now learned about. Um, but on the other hand, Julian, uh, as you are looking at some things, uh, tell me about what it is that causes you to to kind of have a clumsy moment. I'm trying to hand out more gum. <laughs> to more people. Okay. Yeah, I'm offering it to more people, but no one seems to be taking it. And I'm like trying to like offer it to that Donna chick. And okay. she's just flat up ignoring me and I trip. Okay, you trip and you fall into Donna who also falls and bumps into one of the machines. And all of a sudden everything just shuts down. You just like, it's almost like she hit some kind of uh, kill switch or something like that. Every, all the machines in the whole room just kind of freeze up. And Dilly turns around and he says, what? Have you done? Julian's gonna just back up and like cup point, uh, cup, like put up his hand and he's gonna point behind his hand <laughs> at Donna. At Donna. <laughs> <laughs> do, do another charm. Do another yeah. charm to see if he, he goes for one. <laughs> no! Wrong hand. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. You hold up your hand and then you point, but you realize that you're just pointing right back at yourself. It's just like an open point to yourself. And he says, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And he just like taps the machine and everything restarts up again. And he I, says, I hold up the gum to him. He just takes, uh, so he kind of looks at your gum and he, he leans down and with his big, uh, or his big thin nose, he kind of gives it a sniff and he says, nah, I'm good. And then he reaches over and he takes a mint leaf off the conveyor belt and just pops it in his mouth. And he says, way better. Have you ever thought about a, Making mint gum with your mint? I like your thinking, kid. And for that, I'm not disappointed anymore. Oh, look at that. Oh, Things are that. coming up, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> all right, to the next room. Uh, okay, so you guys walk into the next room, and you are all surprised because standing inside the next room is uh, two strange creatures that you've never seen before in your life. Uh, one of them is a... A short, stubby little person, uh, similar to the one that you kind of, well, you wonder if it might be similar to the one that you saw outside in the hazmat suit. But this one is not wearing a hazmat suit. Instead, it's wearing a uh, sort of like a barbershop style um, apron and some just really basic like t-shirt and jeans kind of a thing. Um, but the thing that throws you off is he, A, is uh, balding and has little antennae looking ear things coming out of his head. Uh, secondly, he's kind of an almost purplish pink tone of skin. And thirdly, he has some tentacles that are coming out instead of arms. Um, he looks at you guys and goes, What is that old holy creation? Oh, they, oh, all right. You guys have probably never seen these. All right. So fantastic time to introduce. Uh, this is one of my, uh, I call them the scoop troop. Um, they're of a, a species that's not of this world. Uh, long story short, I met them, made a deal. Uh, now the government kind of has a deal with them, but I was there first. And so I'm kind of like the mediator between them. I'm like the earth representative in a sense. Wait, wait, sorry, it's Mr. Duncan. You're saying that you have aliens. Oh yeah, pretty much. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, they're really nice guys. Do you like, uh, do you like mint gum? Um, I'm going to walk over and offer it. To them. It just kind of looks at it and goes, uh, and it reaches out with its tentacle and it takes it, but it doesn't take the wrapper off. It just kind of pops it in its mouth and it goes, and goes over to a garbage can and spits it out. Mm -hmm. I guess they don't like meat gum. You got to try. Yeah, that's right. And as you guys are talking, all of a sudden, this uh, the second strange creature comes walking into this room. Uh, it is a hairy 
white puffy ball is pretty much all it is. Uh, you can just barely make out some eyes from underneath all the just like fuzziness that's coming off of it. And it comes in just very, uh, very matter of factly, and it just plops down into the barber chair that's inside of this room. There's a nice mirror. Uh, this whole place just looks like a little barber shop, right? Mm -hmm. Just plops down in this chair. Uh, the little scoop troop guy, he comes walking over and he grabs a pair of scissors and a comb, and he immediately starts to comb through and snip out all of this fuzz until eventually this thing has been completely shaved of the fuzz and is now uh, just kind of like a, just kind of like a circular creature. Kind of just looks like a, a, a white ball with arms and legs. And it's got these big intimidating eyes and big mouth and it just goes And then it walks over to one specific door. Uh, so there's three doors in this room. There's the door that you guys came in. There's the door to the next room. And then there's a door over off to the side. He walks up to the other side, opens up the door and walks in. And as he opens this door, a massive gust of absolutely freezing air comes flying in for just a moment before the door gets closed again. Um, and he says, now you're probably scared. I understand. It was a bit of a throw off for me as well. But I assure you, that was a snow clone and they are completely harmless. Unless you upset them. So don't do that. Cool. <laughs> you said clone again. Are you saying that it's just everything here is a clone well, of something? Well, not everything, but we do do a lot of cloning. It's a lot more uh, of a, a cheap, but also environmentally safe process. I'm going to look at Philip and go, ever seen Star Trek? <laughs> of course I have. <laughs> it's, it's cloning's in Star Trek. I'm going to go over and open oh, yeah, that door for a minute cloning. in yeah. an effort to uh, fight off TNG, my profuse sweat. TNG, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fantastic. Uh, are you? I could use a cold blast. Yes. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, as you're walking towards it, uh, uh, Dilly Dunker says, oh, I, I wouldn't do that if I was you. And you reach for the handle and you open up the door. I'm going to need you to roll. Uh, I'm going to do grit. Huh. Oof. Two. A two. All right. I'm going to give you an adversity token. Um, a cold breeze, absolutely freezing, comes flying at you just as it does. Um, one of the, or sorry, the, uh, the little scoop troop guy, he reaches over and grabs you and pulls you back. But as he does, you have basically been like almost completely frozen the entire like front section of you. Um, he, with one hand or one tentacle, I guess he pulls you back with the other tentacle. He slams the door shut and, uh, Dilly Dunker says, yeah, it's ridiculously cold inside of the Everfreeze facility. Um, not really safe for mere mortals to go inside of. It's pretty much just for the snow clones. Cool. <laughs> we'll give him a moment to melt. And as as you guys kind of wait for uh, Philip to, to melt back down to normal, um, you see a, a few other snow clone beasts kind of come in and get their hair sh hair shaved, their fluff shaved. Can I uh, grab... This is a barbershop, right? Yeah. I'm going to see if there's... Uh, on the shelf, there's probably a hair dryer. Sure. So I grab it. Oh, okay. I go to go warm up Philip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That kind of helps out. Um, Hogan also does the same. Oh. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he goes and grabs a hairdryer as well and gets the other side. So you got two people like just kind of melting you. I'll be half covered in sweat and half frozen. <laughs> the sweat's probably what helped to freeze you over. As much as awesome. Fantastic. You'll soon be fully covered in sweat. <laughs> he says, um, as, as you guys are um, watching, after enough of these beasts have kind of come through and you guys finally finish uh, melting out Philip and the beasts go into their, their Everfreeze room or whatever the case, you see uh, the little scoop troop guys start to sweep up all the 
uh, frozen fuzz that has come off of these creatures. And he takes it over to a uh, special canister that he props open with his foot and he dumps them all in. And then uh, Dilly says, ah, we'll probably want to see this. Follow me. And he walks over and there's a, a facility that kind of, there's like a window or whatever that kind of shows into the facility. And you watch as the fluff is kind of run down a conveyor belt onto a series of other conveyor belts and machines. And it is essentially pressed into a familiar tree that you guys recognize, or maybe not Philip, but everybody else recognizes as what are called freeze daddies, which are sort of like if you took a snow cone and turned it into a solid um, ice cream, like fruit pop, right? Mm -hmm. And they all come in different like snow cone traditional flavors, right? Um, and so that's what these are being turned into. So that's, now you know where that comes from, I guess, essentially. So he says, yeah, that's pretty much how we make uh, our freeze daddies. Um, yeah. I don't know if any of you are into it. And Hogan says, oh, I like all of them. I like all the flavors. Oh, that's that's very nice, Hogan. Uh, I'm going to say, watch this, Donna, and eat a raw one. You just pick up something like a yeah. chunk off the floor. I'm trying to impress her. Yeah. Oh, oh all right. Points. Yeah, do a, do a charm roll. <laughs> Who wants to make up for that freezer incident? Uh, it's a 10. She goes, is it is it good? It's amazing. And then she reaches down and she grabs one too. She's like, I normally don't eat stuff off the floor, but I mean, it's safe, right? Like, I mean, it's a sanitary factory. And she takes a nibble and she's like, it's kind of plain. Needs flavor. And Dilly's like, well, we can get you some flavor right over here. And he's like, uh, he's got a series of just little syrups, like in uh, kind of almost like those little ketchup bottles that mm -hmm. you see at like old diners and stuff like that. Um, they're all different colors other than red, which is normally the ketchup, or yellow, that's normally the mustard. And he's like, feel free to try whichever one you want. And you guys are kind of just left there with a, a massive series of flavors to choose from. What are the flavors exactly? They're not marked. It's oh. just colored. Hmm. I wanna try the purple. Purple, all right. You pour a little bit of, you grab a handful of the stuff off the floor, you pour a little bit of purple in there, you take a nibble, and it tastes like grape. Hmm. I'm not a fan of grape. I don't know why I went for purple. <laughs> so what do you do with it once you're like, oh, gross? I uh, hold it out and offer it to the tentacle guy. And he goes, <laughs> He just takes it and he pops it in his mouth. I'm going to try the yellow one. The yellow one. Um, you taste the yellow one and it tastes like that questionable fake banana flavor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ew. Yeah. Oh, that's really bad. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's banana. Dilly Dunker is watching you guys as your face is kind of contorted. He's like, hmm. Yeah. What, what's the best flavor? I like the strawberry, personally. That red? Uh, it's like the pinkish red. Oh, I'll try that then. All right. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh. Is there any citrus? Sure, we got orange. Uh, we got blood orange, which we call tiger's I'll, blood. I'll try the orange. Yeah. Do what? Do you want the blood orange? Just regular orange. Just regular. Just regular orange. He right, gives you the regular orange, and it kind of has that like, um, sort of that powdery orange taste to it. I guess you could say, kind of like almost like when they try to do orange with like medicine. So fake orange. Yeah, fake orange <laughs> flavor. He's like, I, I really insist the the blood orange is way better. <laughs> But, you know, you wanted the orange, so I gave you the orange. I got to save space for the next 
batch of treats. <laughs> Fair enough. This, is this a whole new experience for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You are, There's you're sugar drinking. in it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there is, there is, or at least in the syrup. I do so. have to ask, uh, prior to this, was the only ice cream Philip have ever seen the special treats that his grandma would bring him, or did he know other frozen treats existed no i've only had the sugar-free citrus popsicles so you never even knew full-on shutting yeah other flavors awesome awesome so when so when you saw other ice creams in like old-time shows you're just like oh part of the fiction well we just weren't allowed those (laughs) grandma had a lot of rules yeah that's right that's right maybe a few too many maybe a few too many um you guys watch uh donna she she just gets like a probably a cherry which is the the super deep red color right and she's just kind of nibbling on that uh hogan on the other hand so <laughs> he kind of like makes almost a hot dog shape out of the the fluff and what he does is he just starts taking a different syrup and he puts a little bit on on a spot and then a little bit on a spot and then a little bit on a spot and he just starts eating them and he's going through and he just takes like a bite and he's like mm, kiwi takes another bite mm, pineapple takes another bite mm, apple and it was just pretty much wow. You Hogan. really know your flavors. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know what's going to happen to you first. Uh, a sugar rush or a cardiac arrest. What's that? Which one? The second one. Uh, Your heart's going to stop. Oh. Why? I don't know. Too much sugar. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Julian's shaking his head. No. <laughs> oh my God, no. It's not a thing. No, no, don't listen to this one. I'm older. All right, you guys roll roll opposing charm. Ten. Uh, seven. Seven. All right, well, I'll give you an adversity token. He believes. He goes, oh, you're funny. I could call you rest. Rest only exists with uh, cops. He's just gonna. I am gonna just. <laughs> Anyways, let's uh let's head into the next room. I think you guys are gonna really enjoy uh it's pretty much like the coolest thing in the entire factory, maybe, maybe probably. I think so. And he takes you into the next room and in very Willy Wonka fashion, and I probably shouldn't reference that as I'm coming up with this. Again, everything's inspired by Willy Wonka. I'm not doing Willy Wonka in the chalk factory. But with that being said, the next room that you walk into, the entire room. Everything inside of it is some form of frozen treat or ice cream cone or, or something to that effect, right? You've got, it's just like a, a, an entire like forest, forest scenery. You've got ice cream cone bushes, chocolate trees dot the landscape with fruit and toppings scattered amongst the branches. Shaved ice snow of every flavor covers the floor. Mm-hmm. Fudge fountains jut from the ground and a gelato geyser spouts the Italian treat high into the air. At the far end of the room, you see a river filled with soda and tufts of ice cream of every flavor float down that carbonated flow into a tunnel in the distance. Well, this is what I call the Creamery Kingdom. And this is where the majority of the magic happens. You see, whereas other factories will milk cows for cream and they'll do all kinds of other chemically things to process their ice cream treats, we just grow it here. So, so that's how ice cream's made. No, that's no. how our ice cream's made. That, so you keep saying all this stuff. You're saying first, you clone stuff. Uh-huh. 
your genetically modified creatures to then clone again. Now you're saying you can just grow ice cream. That's right. Is that a tree made up out of ice cream? That is a tree made out of chocolate. See, but it's got some ice cream stuff coming off of it. See, how can you say he's not growing stuff when there's a tree made out of chocolate right over there? What are trees made of, usually? Chocolate. That one is. When was the last time you went outside of this ice cream? Well, typically they made out of bark. Yes, that is most trees. This is not. There's a tree in my parents' uh, Cracker Barrel shop made out of uh, candy. It's a candy tree. So it's it, just a piece of wood that has candy stuck yeah, to it. Correct. And okay. rock candy. It's okay, like a little that's stand. Pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty Blue cool. Blue raspberry flavor? Then? All kinds. Fantastic. Well, if you head over to one of the chocolate trees I've got here, you'll find out that there is no form of wood or bark or anything inside. It's just... Well, actually, there is bark. It's a chocolate bark, of course. Oh, well. <laughs> um, but inside, it's just a nice, tasty, uh, softer chocolate materials. Got any brownie? Bits anywhere? Oh, sure. They try the leaves on the trees. <clears throat> They're brownie flavored? They're brownies. Uh, yeah. Kieran's just going to head over to one of the shorter trees okay. and just yeah. pick a few leaves yeah. and just. And they taste like brownies. Some of them have MMs inside, some of them have chocolate chips inside. Uh, he's going to try to pick the ones that are just pure brownie. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. There's just and, some straight uh, brownie ones. As he's just biting into them one at a time. He's going to grab a few and try to sneak it away. Oh, okay. Um, nobody's stopping you. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like, yeah, have free reign. Oh, thanks. Um, you also notice that scattered about, and I'll, I'll definitely check with you two about what you're doing, but you also notice scattered about, you see uh, more of those little scoop troop guys, mm -hmm. and they all, in their tentacled hands, have like ice cream scoops or like those things that they use at Cold Stones, the, the spades or whatever they oh, call yeah. them. The ones that you like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, chop up the ice cream, mix it all together. And they're they're just like harvesting. So like they've got little containers and they're like scooping things off of the bush or off of the ground or whatever the case. And they're just kind of harvesting the various uh, ice cream and frozen treats. But what are you guys kind of drawn to? Well, I, what exactly is the river made out of and can I sample it? Yeah, absolutely. It seems to be some kind of a soda. Oh, well, I, that, then I'm going to be like, Donna, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> and lean down there and try to drink some. Okay, what All kind right. of soda? Um, we'll find out in a minute. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> um, let's let's try to do. Let's do a. Gosh, I want to say like a brawn to see if you can kind of like hold on and not fall in. Uh, it's a three. That is a three. Oh, man. oh. Uh, <laughs> sure enough, you you slip and slide into the soda as you're drinking from it. Uh, how deep is it? Um. Well, you don't go to the bottom, but you also don't feel the bottom. How fast is it? It's not moving too fast. Uh oh, yeah. Oh, um, it, uh, mm, mm, I prefer if you didn't do it that way. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Could you come? It all flows downstream, so that's good. But you've kind of contaminated everything up until this point. Um, excuse me. Uh, During the chaos, out of my backpack, I'm gonna pull out like a little lunchbox okay. and start like trying to pick some more stuff while they're not looking. <laughs> You're just loading up. Like I'm loading chance. up specific material. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, interesting. All right, um, as you're kind of starting to float down the stream, what is Julian doing? Julian's actually standing right next to uh, Mr. Dipper. Okay. Is that his name, Mr. Dipper? Uh, Dunker, Duncan? Mr. Dunker. 
Mr. Dunker, Dunker and Dilly he's Dunker. he's uh he's uh saying, uh, Philip, that doesn't follow health code. Uh, you should get out of there. That's not safe. <laughs> uh, Dilly kind of leans over and he says, "Trust me when I say there's a lot of things at this facility that don't follow the safety by, uh, code for sure." <laughs> wow. And uh, Julian's gonna turn to him and go, "I'm a mandatory reporter for health violations." Bowls. <laughs> Julian's gonna pull out his notepad <laughs> while this is happening. And as Philip's slowly going down the river. <laughs> and uh, yeah, obviously Dilly Dunker is chasing after him. And he looks over to uh to one of the uh scoop troop and he says, Ah, uh, could you grab could you grab something? And it, it goes, it just looks kind of like ecstatic and throws its little tools on the ground and it goes rushing off and it comes back with um one of those straws where it's sort of like a cookie outside and then there's like chocolate on the inside i don't know if there's like an actual word for him but um he he brings it over and he kind of lowers it into the stream i'm gonna have you make a um probably another another brawn to catch on to it seven seven okay yep you managed to grab onto it start pulling yourself out as they kind of pull you out you're completely drenched in soda at this point what what was the flavor of the soda? Uh, let's go with root beer. Mm, that makes sense. Delicious, mm-hmm. classic. <laughs> you say as you get pulled out, dip in a stream of water, <laughs> and dip mm, it in delicious. some ice, vanilla ice cream. You'll be good to go. Yes, yes. Oh man, yeah. I should have had you like dodge a, a chunk of vanilla ice cream on your way. Uh, whatever the case, they're able to pull you out of the water, and he says, "Um, yeah, maybe we like um, I've got like straws." If you want a straw, and he starts handing a little like curly straw to each of you, he's like, next time, you know, it's really long. It's like maybe like three feet long. And he's like, yeah, you can just drink it, you know, from a safe distance, maybe. Okay. Uh, Donna, Donna didn't even notice this whole thing. <laughs> she was over. All in vain. She was over picking um, what are called swiggity fruities oh, off of a, nice. a bush. Uh, they're actually little ice cream. Uh, treats that are all shaped like fruits and then of course they are the flavor of whatever that fruit is so you've got like little strawberries that are strawberry flavored ice cream you've got little grapes that taste like you know if you had frozen grapes which is one of my personal favorite treats uh i digress and she looks over and her mouth is like stuffed full and she's like what's going on i'm pretty sure the one that he calls himself philip just fell into the river trying to impress you oh didn't work (laughs) <laughs> and then she goes back to eating and dilly says uh if if you've all had enough here um feel free to grab a handful of whatever to go uh we're gonna get into my my little boat and you see over there there's like a little like paddle boat and it's shaped like a a big giant duck but it's the chocolate duck it's a duck fudger of course um and it's just kind of coming down the stream towards you guys and it's uh, got one of the little scoop troop guys at the forefront of it that's just paddling away and he looks like he's he's sweating he looks exhausted he's <laughs> and he finally pulls up alongside of you guys that's perfectly normal and it's not worth pointing out or discussing his sweat is yeah. <laughs> sweat is yeah <laughs> Uh, Julian's Everybody walk. sweats like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you say? <laughs> Julian walks over to Philip. He goes, oh, "You okay there, Philip? Just a little sticky." Was it good? It's it's all natural. 
Mm. Oh, and I'm, uh, Julian's going to grab a straw and he's going to walk up a river mm-hmm. and he's going to see the <laughs> spot where Philip fell in, which is a clear like ice cream like slide that was created. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's just going to go a little further up and then like bend okay. over and start drinking some. Sounds good. Awesome. Yeah, you taste it. It's a really good root beer. It's probably one of the best root beers you've ever had, mm. if not the best. Crisp. Awesome. Uh, uh, Julian did have a question. Is yeah. the, the 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 guy that uh, the little the little scooper guy is he following us? The Which one, one from the barber shop? No, no, no. Aww, he's still in the barber shop. There's other ones here, but that one stuck around the barber shop. Could have Julian waved him to follow us? Uh, he, he left. Uh, probably not, just because he had a job he was doing. Aww. So like, there were more of the snow clones that were coming in. Okay. Yeah. He's got a job to do. Yeah, he's got a just like Julian's got a job to do as he remembers. That's right. The coupons and vouchers in his pocket. That's right. There you go. Um, awesome. So as you guys all climb onto the little paddle boat, um, I think we're gonna close things out for this episode. And you guys are about to head into some of the more crazy areas of the ice cream satisfactory here shortly. So be sure to tune in for the next episode. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dilly Dunker's Ice Cream Satisfactory, a kids on bike one shot campaign created by me, Skylar, and inspired by Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, written by Roald Dahl. The kids on bike system was created by Evil Hat Productions. If you enjoyed our show, be sure to check out our others from Session Zero Heroes, such as our ongoing Benders and Brews show set in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender and using the Avatar Legend system or our ongoing Dungeons & Dragons series, Criminals of Isla Numis. We also do a variety of one-shots using various other TTRPG systems, such as our Monster of the Week, Hunter's Haven series. We're growing and releasing new episodes bi-weekly, so you'll see all sorts of systems and themes in use as we move forward, so be sure to follow, like, and subscribe to our show so you don't miss out on any of our future content. Additionally, It would mean so much to us if you take the time to drop us a review, as it always helps our show continue to grow and get noticed by others out there. Your review might even be read on an episode of our show. Of course, if you're looking to keep up to date on our show and our various other endeavors, you can do so by following us on social media, whether that be Facebook, X, Instagram, or Discord, the links of which are in the episode description. And again, we hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us again next time. So stay curious, stay heroic until we roll again. Mm